what most important here is that you need to define what are your requirements and then see if these requirements of yours really fit to that virtual assistant. That's what the thing that we need to look at when you hire a PA. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. And today's episode is... VAs, that's virtual assistance 101 for real estate and personal use. So we have one of our VAs, one of our favorite VAs, Calvin on today as a guest. He's coming from the Philippines and I'm excited to have him on. Our goal is just 101, just what some basics around why, what you need, the goals, the hurdles that come with virtual assistance for real estate and personal use. Calvin, welcome to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Good to have you on. Thanks for that, Jason. And yeah. Hey guys, I'm Calvin. So I'm Jason's virtual assistant now. So I've been uh, working as a virtual assistant more for more than seven years. And Way back 2014, that's the time that I decided to work online to be with my family and with my pets that I really love. And yeah, so luckily at that time, I still don't have any experience working online. And there was a consulting firm that trust me and teach me on how to do, how to do the work and how to do the to be a, be a successful virtual assistant. So yeah, I'm bringing on these experiences with me and it really helped me to boost my career. And from there, I work with different companies and handle different various jobs and positions. So yeah. That's great. So Calvin is one of our recent hires. We found him through a couple of resources we had. We had hired a company to help find us one that wasn't working out over the years. We had tried different services like Upwork and several of the online platforms, which had some benefit and had some struggles. So the thing I would actually start off with, with the VA is that to just know what your plan is. I've had VAs now for eight years, maybe even longer, right? When they kind of was internet and technology was allowing it to happen. And I was all over the board. I wanted cheap. I wanted a dollar, two, $3 an hour. And I had no plan, no process in place. I was just like, here, do these tasks. And it failed. You know, They would work for one-off task, but I never could get one to be a true VA, like a true full-time virtual assistant. I could only get them to where it worked, where I was just giving them one-off tasks. So after a few years, I just kind of accepted, hey guys, I don't have what I need in place to succeed with having a full-time VA. So I accepted that there's just part-time. So I had several that I found in Upwork in different places to do tasks. And those would be like data scraping, pulling from MLS or pulling from the tax record, tax records. It would, here is a list, here's a photo of a directory Put this directory in Excel. Those they were great at. But the last few years, both on my business and on my personal, I've tried to grow where my process procedures are more defined so I can get a VA. So Calvin uh, was one of ours. We have we have several, and 
I'm excited to have him on here because I'm just going to ask some some questions, just some general questions that I know I had during the process that might have helped me bring on a Calvin sooner than I was able to in my past. And those few years of having a full time VA could have allowed my business to maybe grow a little sooner as well. So that's the goal with this episode. It's very general, 101. It's more of a motivator of like they can benefit, research it, figure it out, go online, reach out to us. Just it's that initial motivation, the goal with this episode to kind of get you to like, wow, a VA might work. Whether you're in real estate, personal, you're a dentist, you're a doctor, you're a contractor, whatever it is, I I think there is a a benefit to looking into potentially VA. So Calvin, you uh, kind of mentioned how you got into it, you know, or when 2014, but why, why does someone say, and we're going to mainly talk about the Philippines. Why does someone in the Philippines want to become a VA over hmm. their other work options? Well, being straightforward to that, it's just like Filipinos love to work. And then another thing is that the value of the money that you're putting on them is little compared to other countries. And then plus the quality of the jobs, it's more on, I can say that they they more good on giving you the quality jobs that, that you're looking for. So if you ask them to, to do this, they will be going to do that. If you do that, they will be going to make it perfect for you as much as possible. So yeah, I think well, that's one of the things that's why there are a lot of, you know, from UK, from the United States, worldwide looking for Filipino virtual assistants. That's great. And yeah. so... With that, you talk about money. What's the expectation of a entry-level VA from a price standpoint, kind of per hour? Is there culturally, what do they kind of expect? And has that maybe changed recently over the last few years because of the demand for VAs is, has gone up so much, especially during COVID? Yeah. Way back 20, 2014, there are some uh, companies offering for an entry level of $2. That means you don't have any experience working online. You don't have any experience working as a BA. So it started at that big point at $2 an hour. Then from there, once you're growing your career, the VA will be going to require you to pay more if the duties and responsibilities will grow big as well. So it depends really what kind of projects that you will be going to give them. But the entry level is always uh, $2 in the year 2014. But now I think because there are a lot of companies looking for BA because of this pandemic, it's already because, but of course, you need to pay more for more experienced virtual assistants that can give you variety and more on a goal that you have in place in your company. Okay. So if someone's hiring at entry levels, never been a VA before, Currently, would you say that two to four dollar range, and then that four to seven dollar range, depending on their experience and years of becoming a VA and and maybe a specialist in a in that area of business, whether it's real estate or medical, medical or sales or construction, that it might be a little more. But that four to seven dollar range, would you say that that's pretty standard? Yeah, that's a pretty standard for the seven range. But for special for BAs that are specialists, for example, web developers, graphic designers, video editors, you need to pay more money for that. So they charging for about ten dollars to fifteen dollars an yeah. hour. And that yeah. seems seems to be like, yeah, cold callers and yeah. specialists if they're doing a specialized task that seems yeah. to be about ten an hour. Where you know if you were hiring a cold caller here or a graphics designer or web designer, you know, you're looking anywhere from 20 to 
$75 an hour here in the U S yeah. if you hired locally. So, yeah. so th that in itself is one of the pros. And I want to actually highlight is that like the audio quality, normally we, we require 100% perfect audio quality on our podcast. We require everyone to have great bandwidth. And if there's any issues, we just will ask them to, you know, fix that is whatever that is, and then come back and do an episode later on. If they're having any bandwidth issues, I'm keeping this one the way it is, because I want you to see exactly how Calvin and I were on zoom. We're doing a live video so we can see each other. If we swapped over the video, it would most likely get rid of any of those hiccups, but I want you to see how we, you know, communicate on a day-to-day -day basis. Those are the little hiccups. That's like, it's kind of about as worse as it, or as bad as it gets. And we're, we're looking at each other right now, as if we're sitting across the desk and he's across the world at 12 hour, 14 hour time difference. It's super late slash early in the morning for him. So when you're hearing this, just know that we're doing this audio as if we're sitting here and video. And this is, this is kind of what you're to expect with a Filipino VA. Cause I get to ask a lot of like, well, what about the audio quality? What about the video quality? And, and this is example, I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to change it. It's just, this is it. So I think that yeah. actually asks one of our questions too, that we get a lot is what's expectation. I would say this is a pretty standard expectation. A few glitches on occasion, we spoke for an hour before this and there maybe was one. So I'd say this is more glitches than probably even standard, but they do have internet outages because of weather and hurricanes and things like that, which is a part of the potential negative is you have to have internet to make this happen. So if internet does go down, it's, it can be a burdensome on your, on your business or your personal, if you're using them on your personal family reasons. So so that's kind of answered some questions and then systems in place. Calvin kind of talk about what happens kind of culturally and for VAs when people like me hire a VA two or three years ago when I'm not quite ready and I hire them and I just kind of leave them out there to figure it out on their own. So actually, uh, before you hire a BA, one important thing is that you need to know what you're doing. So there should be a system in place so that when you onboard this virtual assistant, that you'll just be going to assign the task that you will be going to, that she, he or she will be going to do. But uh, for example, that you are a person that doesn't have this system in place, you cannot hire an entry level because it, that's very difficult for an entry level to figure out what he or she needs to do in a, in a daily basis. But if you are someone that needs help, help or how you're going to put a system in place in your company in terms of defining what are the roles, what are the processes, what are the documentations in the daily basis that needs to be, that needs to be uh, defined. You need to look for someone that has that kind of experience. For example, a someone that who handled project management before, who handled onboarding and training or something like that. Those qualities during maybe in the interview that you can ask that when you are interviewing this BA. And of course, you need also to, to check if while you are talking with this BA, if he or she have these qualities that we, even you will not be going to assign tasks for him or her, he will be going to, he or she will be going to make a, a task for herself. Just like, you know, without uh, thinking that, oh, I will be going to sit here. I will wait for my manager. I will wait for, for those people will be going to work for those, are going to do for the, that kind of thing. But for the experienced BA, usually they thinking what are the tasks that they'll be going to do in order to add value to the company. 
For sure. And that, that was my problem. And the yeah. kind of double-edged sword, the irony behind it is when you're getting going, you want the cheapest because you're just starting your career, your new real estate, you have no income coming in. So you got to be careful about how much money goes out. So the difference between you know $2 or 5 or $6, that adds up when you don't have that income coming in quite yet as a, as a newer business or entrepreneur. So you normally choose the cheaper one. Well, that's actually, ironically, the time that you need and should be paying for the experience, the four, five, six dollar an hour one, because you're new enough, you most likely don't have the process procedures in place. So not only then do you hire the cheapest one, you fail ultimately. So then you are out time and you're out money. So either wait until you have, I'd say three options. Wait until you have the process procedures in place to hire that cheaper entry-level one to save the money and you build those out yourself. Two, you pay the money to find the four, five, six, you know, seven, eight dollar an hour, someone that can help you. Essentially, one of their goals is help build the process procedures out as much as anything, as well as kind of being a VA. And then the third is a kind of a hybrid in between, which is kind of what I did, which was just hire part-time VAs on say Upwork for just tasks. So you can learn how they handle it, learn the communication style, learn their personalities and learn where you excel and and need work at because those one-off tasks will allow you to see, hey, I didn't define this correctly. I need to define it more. So then when you have enough of those one-off tasks defined and clarified and process procedured out, then you can then hire the entry level or even the five or $6 an hour. I, I would highly recommend just always going to the more experienced one from the beginning, no matter where you are, just because I think it's worth it. So yeah. And that kind of goes into some of the hurdles is as people ask language barrier. Some of them have really tough, broken English, Calvin and, and a lot of full-time kind of professional VAs, their English is overall very good. I know a couple of days ago, Yosemite, that's an address of a property um, that we're working on. And I just couldn't, you know, the Yosemite and I, I and he had to then just throw it in, in the chat, you know, Yosemite. I was like, oh, Yosemite. So, and he <laughs> struggles with my redneck, you know, uh, Kansas, original Kansas accent on occasion as well. So it kind of goes both ways, but overall, our communication doesn't hinder us from completing tasks or adding value. So I'd say that's what you're kind of kind of looking for as well. I'd say the more, the better the English, the more you're going to kind of pay traditionally as well. So, so I'd say that's kind of 101. It's like, first, everyone has a benefit somehow, even on the personal side, even if you're just a busy stay-at-home mom or dad, and you're trying to schedule and organize food and sports and paying bills and uh, holidays and Christmas cards and whatever that might be, there is a benefit to helping your life personally with the VA. And then when it comes to business, I think there is a significant benefit to it. So I think that's 101 of that. And then we kind of shared the culture. There's a, a lot of other countries that do VAs as well. We just naturally, the Philippines works. And that's kind of where I've found you know, my different VAs. But Mexico, Central America, places like that, because they're on the same time zone works out, which leads us to maybe another question of like, do they work your hours or do they work their hours? 
Calvin, we've figured out a hybrid that he works early morning and is done by 10 a.m. because that's super late. What's that, like two two in the morning or something? Yeah, two in the morning. Yeah, so he works until two and that allows him, he has dogs and you know a partner over there and that allows him to still work part of our time so we can communicate every morning and do our kind of stand-up meeting slash kind of Zoom. We call it a stand-up meeting, but it's over Zoom. And then he kind of works... So when I'm coming in the office early morning before that eight o'clock meeting, I'm seeing all the activity he's done all day. And then we go over that. So that works for us. I know some people require theirs to do the graveyard shift where it's all night in the Philippines and then eight to five local. We And some just allow them to do it overnight and they don't really communicate much at all, do loom videos and things where recordings where they kind of communicate back and forth just, and they can watch it at their leisure we've done a hybrid eight to 10 he's on and that way we can go over and that allows me to schedule the rest of the day in my meetings and things where I'm out of the office doing things anyway. So that's kind of a culture side a little bit, just of what expectations are around scheduling and when and how VAs. Work. Yeah. There are some VAs that accepting graveyard shift. They accept then the others say they don't want to work in a graveyard because they are just like me. We're having a problem because of our lifestyle. So yeah, it's what that's one of the culture thing, I guess, in the in working, uh, having a BA. What most important here is that you know you need to define what are your requirements and then see if these uh, requirements of yours really fit to that virtual assistant. That's what um, the thing that we need to look at when we hire, a, when you hire a BA, a virtual assistant. So, yeah. Well, I think that's, that's a start. That's just, we kind of randomly actually just did this last minute. We had a cancellation on one of our podcasts today. I do episodes uh, certain days of the weekend and we are wrapping up with our daily stand-up. And I said, Hey, Calvin, why don't you just hop on, fill, fill the role of the, the podcast guests. And that allows him to kind of see some of our systems we have in place for podcasts, which was already in place prior to him, him coming on board from our prior VAs that have built out um, systems around the VA and scheduling and Calendly and things like that. So, so that's it. We kind of just go into the flow on this episode. And I'm excited that hopefully this shared some insight to some people that have maybe seen other people on Facebook or online talking about VAs and they just quite had quite hadn't taken that next step to learn more. So feel free to reach out out to me. You guys have my contact information. We'll throw it in the show notes as well. And I'd love to hear some success stories here in the future from people that maybe were a little motivated by this to go out and make it happen. So Calvin, any uh, last motivating words on why VAs can be a helpful addition to someone's business or personal life? Yeah. Always uh, think that virtual assistants are there to help you. So that means while they're doing the small stuff for you so that you can focus on your your biggest stuff. So it will help you to reach your goal. It will add value to your company. While both together, you are professionally growing with any industry that you that you chose to. It's that a can be a consulting firm, a real estate company, everything. BA at the moment they are very important to make your life easier. Yeah. Well said, that guys. That was not scripted. That was just Calvin, 
our amazing team member. We like to call him internally a team member, not a VA. You know, I've been saying that just so everyone kind of knows knows his role. But internally, he he's a team member. He is not a virtual assistant. He is an integral part of our company, as in our local office manager and our virtual and our assistants here, our brokers, our staff. He is one of them, and that's ultimately how we see them. And that's they provide a ton of value and hopefully we can provide value back to them in multiple ways. So that's it for this episode of 101 VAs 101. But as always, until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.